Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. We are back with another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend and co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, good to see you today. I'm excited to just take a breath here for a little bit. You and I, let's just have some conversations, get back to We've gotten a ton of information the last six or seven weeks without just kind of having a time to decompress, process it a little bit. I know that for me, I interact with it every day and our listeners are getting all this information and it can be a lot to just try to institute one thing into your life to change it. But I think we've gotten seven or eight or 12 different things that they could have started over the last six weeks. So I'm excited to decompress, just kind of get back to you and I having a conversation about what we've gotten because it's been really good stuff. Absolutely. I think as we were talking about what we do with this episode, it's this idea of taking a breath is important. Not that taking a breath means slow down or stop. It just means to reflect and to look back and to say, that really resonated with me or that was something I should take away from this process. And I think one thing that I've just been told so often when you go to a clinic or when you go to learn something, it's like, just take one thing. But if you do that every week, it gets to be overwhelming. And trust me, I try and do something new. It feels like every week in my personal life because I'm challenged by something. I'm listening to a podcast episode last night about breathing and like, oh, I, okay, I need to take control of my breath and use that to my advantage. And then I'm like, man, that has to be a deliberate practice sort of thing that I bring into my life. And now when am I going to fit that in? It's, it just gets to be overwhelming. And so the, the point behind our conversations is to have these hard, challenging conversations that move us toward growth. And I think there's some value in us just reflecting and being like, what are the hard things that we need to see from these episodes that can move us towards something tangible and positive? We always do a little takeaway at the end or a challenge at the end of each episode. And ultimately in thinking about it, it's like, yeah, those things are great, but sometimes we just got to put it all together and step back for a second. And so, um, so yeah, I'm excited to be able to do this with you as always. Um, learn a lot from our conversations and now we've added people to it and just the learning is great. But yeah, we've had great guests and it's it's worth taking the time to step back and to look at what they've had to offer. Something that I've been thinking about that I use in my mental health practice, working with people and and really this is my view of life, but I view us all on a spectrum of emotions, feelings, behaviors, you know, all of those things. And I think the mental skills in our podcast is, is similar. I think, you know, you may listen to something and you and I even take away different things each time. And if you look at the, the spectrum of how do I deal with my mental, my emotional health to perform at a high level, like we're all at a different point in that journey. You know, and so I think I think back to the the last few three weeks for sure, where we've had sports psychologist type guests 
who are challenging us to specifically work on, you know, specific skills. And you might be at a different place, right? You might be starting that. And we kind of said that in, in a previous episode, no matter where you're at, just start there. It's okay. It's interesting because I played in a golf tournament this last weekend and there's no better place to test your mental skills than playing on a, playing in a golf tournament because so many emotions go through your head and, and every time you hit a shot, you know, you have a result that you have to respond to that. And then now you got to walk to your ball. So you get a, you get a minute or two minutes in between shots to all you, you, you get to choose. It's a battle. What am I going to think about? Am I going to think about the outcome? Am I going to think about what's going on? And it's just really, it's an interesting microcosm of how people respond. I mean, I got to play with six different players over the course of two days and, and to see people not be aware, I think of the things that they say and of what they're focusing their attention on is just, it's crazy, but it also challenges me because we've been interacting with this stuff and it's, it's like, well, I need to be good at this. Well, I'm not always good at this. If I hit a bad shot, I still feel frustrated, right? No but. question. I think you're onto something. It's like what places – and golf is because it's so outcome-driven, because every action creates an outcome, you then see the results. Like, and as a, And as a result of that, you get just a immediate emotional stimulus. And so it's so aware, like it, it's such a place to be aware of how you're responding. And most of us aren't, I, you know, like we just don't because we don't anywhere else in life because the, the results aren't immediate or obvious. And so as through that process, we don't stop and say, this is how I responded in that moment because the next moment just happens. You know, it's not, you don't, you don't get that minute or two to walk to your ball and fit and feel all the things. I think the thing that stood out for me was there's a lot of people who actually are aware of the heightened intensity or challenge. I heard a couple of different guys say, Oh, I just, I play this. This is, I get so nervous when I play tournaments. These are guys that play this same course three days a week the entire summer. Mm -hmm. The course didn't change. The, the weather was perfect. There was no, no wind, 78 degrees both days. So the course didn't change. That A lot of times they play with the same guys that we played with. I hadn't played with any of them, but they play with those same guys. And then they say, I just get so nervous in tournaments and things like this. So they're aware that something is happening. And I think that's, that's kind of our challenge, right? Is to take that awareness to the next level of now, what do I do with it? I think so many times and and I do this too with other areas of my life where it's like, I'm aware that I respond this way, but I don't do the work to ask myself why and do the work to change it then. Yeah, because that's hard, John. <laughs> I mean, that, if we break it down, if we just boil it down, the reason that we like to listen to a podcast like this one or to read a book that is motivating and encouraging is because it helps us to think about the areas where 
we might not be doing it right. But thinking about it is just the first step. Self-awareness is the first step. The second step is taking some sort of reasonable action. And that second step is really, really hard. It's, it's a challenge to move yourself from comfortable to uncomfortable. It's a challenge to feel the fear and the discomfort and the, the movement because that's what it is. You're moving towards something. It's uncomfortable to feel that movement and then not necessarily know what to do with it. And like, I feel that way all the time. Well, and not get the results that you maybe want. You know, I think that was, again, going back to my weekend of playing golf, I was hyper aware of how I was responding to things and what I was thinking. And the result wasn't always good. You know, and so I think, I think that's, that's part of it too is, we are taught like, hey, do the work, put in the work. The, the output then, the outcome is going to be good if you do the work. And I do believe that in the long run, but it's, it's not yeah, because, immediate. Yeah, in the short term, those results are variable. You know, I think when you look back over time, you'll see that the results were consistently better. You know, and I, I started rereading a book recently and the very first quote in the introduction is from somebody that wrote about it, just said, he challenged me to not think about better, but just being my best. And we talk about that with teams and athletes that we work with is just be your best. But how often are we unwilling to allow that of ourselves? Like, did I just, did I do my best right now? which means did I do my best in responding to challenge or adversity? Did I do my best in responding to the nervousness or the the heightened awareness? Did I do my best? And it doesn't necessarily mean getting an awesome result. Well, I think you say my best and I would go one step further to say my best right now today in this moment, because my best today might not be my best from yesterday or from tomorrow. But I think that's the hard question to ask is what is my best today? Because maybe I didn't get a good night's sleep. Maybe I had a fight with my spouse. Maybe I have a tough day at work coming up. My best might not be my best overall, but it's my best today. And I think we just have this striving in our culture for comparison, I think is what it boils down to. It's this, it's being able to compare myself to somebody else and to say that I was better then. And and sometimes the comparison is just with ourselves. We're going, I have to be better than I was two days ago. Even though two days ago, I ate really well. I had prepared for this process in my mind. And then I didn't know it was going to happen again two days later. You know, these sort of things, they come out of nowhere sometimes. And then we compare ourselves to to a past version of ourselves. And it's not, it doesn't measure up. And so we feel that tension again. Again, this is, and Lindsay just said this in the most recent podcast, like everything we talk about, we're holding the mirror up to ourselves because I, I am bad at this sometimes where I compare myself to a former version of myself that did something really well. And then I feel inadequate because I didn't do it that well again, even though I still gave great effort. I was actually in a better place mentally. I just didn't execute, you know, and 
that's a challenge. That is incredibly challenging to someone that wants to improve, you know, because we talk about get better, period. That's the tagline of our podcast. But what does get better mean in the context of doing your best? It's raising it over time, not necessarily today. Well, and it's, it's about what, what you choose to focus on too. You know, we just, I, this morning, I saw a text from a, another guest that we had on, Hannah, just put out a tweet that said, we spend so much time focusing on all the things that are going poorly in our life. Like find one thing that's going well, or one thing that you did today. And that's enough. And I actually responded, not, not that we're a golf podcast, but it's heavy on my brain. I also heard guys saying, oh, that's the one shot that brings me back. That's the one shot that is going to get me to come back tomorrow, which is funny because there's this dichotomy of, on one hand, they're talking about how much they hate golf and their performance, right? And all these bad shots, when they hit a bad shot, that's all they can talk about, all they can think about. And then all of a sudden they hit one shot and they're like, yep, that's the one that's bringing me back. But I feel that way every time I golf, John. <laughs> no, I know, but, I, but we don't do that in real life. Like we don't do that in our regular life. We don't go to work and we have a real tough day and we're like, oh, you know what though? I had this one conversation with this person and we moved this thing forward. I don't know. I, again, as a coach, thinking about my role in that, there were days where I had lots of bad days and I went home and I'm like, man, we didn't do anything good today. And if you let that permeate who you are, then you're not going to be seeing your best. You can't be your best version of yourself today. I think that's so insightful though. And I think it's interesting that you said as a coach, you felt that you didn't do that terribly well. I think that was the one place I did do it all the time was like, I would just step back and pull away a positive from today. And yes, it might've taken a half an hour. It might've, you know, like I, I drove 25 minutes home from work and that whole 25 minutes, I would be frustrated and irritated. And then I walk in the house five minutes of conversation with my wife. And then I'd be like, okay, I have to move on. So I got to find something. I have to take away something. And I think with sports, again, because the outcomes are so obvious and so simple to define that we do that and we can do it easily. The challenge is in your relationships. It's in work. It's in something specific that you're trying to get better at, but you're not measuring right now. If we go all the way back to deliberate practice, like you need to be intentional about it, but you also need to measure it. And so if you're working on something and you're not measuring it, you can't know if you're improving or progressing. Like, and so you know, our challenge to our group of friends is to do something and pay attention to it, to measure it in a meaningful way. And we're about six months in and the measurement has been so crucial for me to keep going. No, me too. But so again, one more layer deeper is measure it and then share it right for us and, yeah. and for me and you know some people can set goals and they can measure things and they don't need to share it that's enough motivation for them for me it's i have that accountability to say i'm going to measure this this is what i'm doing and it 
It doesn't have to be the same thing, but this is what I'm doing. And, and that for me motivates me to keep going. But I think about like going all the way back to coach Jay and him saying, get back to your base, be simple, be clear. Like, what is your base? It's the foundational tool that you're working on. What does be simple mean? Create an easy measurement so that you can see clearly where you've come from and where you're going. And this isn't a call for everybody to start measuring every detail of their life. That's not at all what we're saying because that becomes overwhelming. It's not possible. And it's, but it is valuable to add some level of measurement to something you want to progress on. And because it helps you come back to that base over and over and over again, and then to simplify when necessary and to clarify where you're headed. And so, I mean, that wasn't at all the intention when we were having conversations about like, (laughs) what does this podcast look like? Was not to be like, oh, we got to go back to deliberate practice. But in some ways that's the call. It's what coach Jay said, go back to your base. Well, that's who we are as a company is to say deliberate practice is the 10,000 hours rule. Sure. But we're not going to get to 10,000 hours quickly. No one is. You would just have to do the work. And the best way to stay on track in doing that is to have these hard conversations, which are, okay, I might need to give myself 10 minutes every day to actually think about what the measurement is and how I'm doing and then share it with somebody else. Like that's a tough thing to do because it changes your daily practice. But if you don't change, if, if you don't do something different, there will be no different results. The last three episodes, we've this concept of self-awareness, being present, mindful, it's kind of weaved into different parts of all three of those conversations. And you know, that's, that's the difficult question. And if you don't like, I don't think we naturally want to go there because it's, it's not comfortable to push ourselves into that conversation of how do I see this thing, right? What is my mindset toward work, my relationships, sports, whatever it is, money, money, how we treat each other. I mean, that's the relationship part, but I think there's so much in our, in our world right now that is challenging us to, to look within. And I think we get better when we do that. And I think everyone listening knows that statement is true. We get better when we look within the inner voice, right? And we hone that inner voice that Lindsay just talked about. And yet we still don't do it all consistently. It's so easy to be distracted, man. It's so easy to be distracted with something simple and easy that is not us. The challenge is to have this hard conversation with yourself because, I mean, and then to have somebody support you in it, right? Is So have the conversation with yourself first and then find somebody that's going to support you in it. This is what has been so valuable about our relationship for the last 15 years is we have the hard conversation with ourselves, and then we bring it to each other. You know, it might not be fully formed when we get there and we help draw and shape the boundaries of it. But like having that person to go to has been, you know, it's like any port in the storm. And sometimes it's to celebrate and sometimes it's to get a kick in the backside and say, move in the right direction, man. 
Well, I think that's, that's a really key component to it. And not only to have that person, but to engage with stuff, ideas, thoughts, questions that push you to that discomfort because we are drawn to, and, and even, you know, I shared this the other day, even with our business, we are both drawn to the, the self-improvements, the leadership, the mental side of performing. And so we go there all the time, you know, that that's the material that we consume and it's, and it's great. And, and we build that muscle, but at the expense of, you know, the other side, which we don't know as much about, or we're not as confident and competent in is the business side. And that's where we need to be focusing, right? We need to be pouring our energy into that. But we, but Rob talked about it. We lack commitment because we lack confidence or competence about it. So either one of those things feeling better would move us closer, but not acknowledging it, you know, like, and this happens all the time in my life. When I, when I refuse to acknowledge something, I be, I begin to ignore it on purpose. Like I, I, eh, nope, I'm not going to deal with that because it's uncomfortable. So it's, it's an ignorance, but it's a willful ignorance about it because uh, that seems very challenging. And so we need to build competency and confidence in it. And either one moving in the right direction moves us towards more commitment to it. And, and this is the beauty of having all these guests that have said all these things to us because I can easily remember the conversation and say, okay, that's the trigger. That's the tool. That's the thing I need to be thinking about. You know, and I think about Bob talking about, I'm so dialed in right now. I'm so focused because one screw up. And it's like, yeah, we don't have those stakes all the time. And like, how do we create those stakes in our own life? How do we create those, that incredible focus because one mistake yeah. And, and it goes back to Hannah said, you got to do it in real life first. So that for me, that's, that's the golf thing, right? If I can, if I can start to do it when I'm playing golf and the stakes are almost nothing, but they feel big at the time. They do feel big, but like, if I can do it then, then how can I then take that skill that I've started to introduce to the rest of my life? You got to do it. You got to do it every day and you got to do it in real life, starting with simple things, you know? So when the stakes are high, when it's one mistake and boom, we're out then you're able to do it. I was reading a book called mastery by Robert green recently. And the book I started rereading, I didn't mention is elite minds, but um, I was reading this book by Robert green called mastery. And he says, we've begun to devalue practice as a society. We don't, want to have to deal with practice and doing it over and over and over and over and over again, which I think is true. And we want to get to the end game very quickly yet. That's not how any of this works. It's so deeply ingrained in us to grab our phone when we're bored rather than ask a question of like, what do I really want? What do I really need right now? What do I need to do to move forward? It's so easy to text a friend something silly because you're uncomfortable. 
and you want to have a release or to turn on a movie or to scroll Twitter or check the scores. That's my, that's my big one is just ESPN app scroll scores. Even though there were no sports for six months, <laughs> I still did this all the time. That's when you start to learn what your behavior patterns are and your unconscious actions, right? I did the same thing. No sports. Still, every morning I, I wake up and it's like, oh, ESPN, what's happening in the world of sports? Well, nothing yeah. still. <laughs> it's hard is what it boils down to is it's hard. And if we're unwilling to have these hard conversations with ourselves, Lindsay challenged you to journal about. Which I, which I have not done yet, but I think about it every day. Yeah. So because it's hard. I, I'm, I'm still going to do it. I will get there. And for our listeners' sake, this was four days ago that we had this conversation, not a week ago. Um, like you guys are hearing it, but so there is some grace here, John, but she challenged you to journal. And what is she asking you to do? She's asking you to have a hard conversation with yourself. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to in my mind is like, yes, we can have hard conversations with other people, but it's not necessary to have somebody else. You can do this with yourself. You can look inside. That's what self-awareness is, is being, able to, is being able to ask questions that get difficult answers. And then knowing the answer, changing your behavior as a result. And I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow because it's not, period. We just had a hard conversation with Lindsay four days ago about journaling and it didn't happen the next day or when we hung up the call. But like you said, you've thought about it every day and you're like, I have to do that because you're aware of the value it could provide. Yeah. I, my brain is on fire, which is, again, I think the purpose of having this conversation, taking a break and saying, hey, ooh, there's a lot of stuff that just came at us. And some of you might not be feeling that. You might be like, yeah, I got all these things and it's, I've picked out what I needed and I'm, I'm moving forward. And that's great. I hope that's where you're at. But I, I just really appreciate, Jamie, you and our listeners being willing to engage in these conversations, these questions, because this isn't necessarily an entertainment podcast, right? It's not a, I don't know. It's not topical. We don't, we don't not, assess the issues of the day and then espouse an opinion about them because that's not our area of interest or expertise like what we want to be able to do is to personally grow and we believe deeply that we do that better together and in community and so the podcast itself was to say let's build a community around people that want to grow and get better every day and let's have conversations that lead us to that possibility I'm not saying it's going to happen Work is required, but opening the door to the conversation moves us closer to movement and the work that is necessary. And as always, live eyes up.